Hello, everybody. Welcome once again as we continue on in our study through the New Testament. We're um, working through it pretty much a chapter at a time, and we have uh, covered a lot of ground already, which is really good. Um, we're, we're, I think this is 170 Bible studies on the New Testament tonight. Um, that was, so we, so, and we're, we're not, we've still, but we're about a year and a half away, I think, from being finished, maybe two. Um, we thought it would take five years. We're three years plus. And uh, then, as I've said over and over again, we'll hop in from here into the Old Testament and we'll just keep on rolling along. So everybody's got plans for the next 15 years. Be here every Wednesday, 18 years or so. So no one's going anywhere until we're finished. We'll get through it, yeah. Um, and the guys are already asking me what I'm going to do when you get to the book of Numbers. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't think that far in advance. But we'll figure out how numbers apply to life. And, of course, they do, but... Uh, I got, a, I got a ways to get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not 10 years to numbers, but Genesis is 50 chapters. That's a year in itself. There we go. Okay, so I got plenty of time. All right. And Jesus might come back. You just never know. Uh, that could happen at any time. And then we'll all know it. Um, so we're working through the New Testament, and we worked through the Gospels. We worked through the book of Acts. We talked about Paul's missionary journeys. We sprung out of there into Paul's letters um, so that we could hold them in context. We've, been, we've worked through quite a few of the letters. Um, we Remember, I, I like to say before we start, that Paul wrote the letters back to churches that were having issues, um, as the church still does, and the church was brand new, and they didn't have any idea how to handle some of these things, so he's writing into uh, and answering questions that are coming up about how they're supposed to live this new Christian life as a new, new thing, the new church is a brand new thing. So... Um, the letter to the Romans is actually the only letter that we know of that he wrote to a church that, that uh, we don't believe he was involved in getting started. We believe the church in Rome was started by people who were there at Pentecost and then went back and the church sprung up in them. But they've, they've obviously got some questions. Paul wants to visit uh, and it's in his heart to visit them. And so uh, he writes to them and um, it's, uh, it's kind of a great uh, sort of overview, the book of Romans, of, of the Christian life. Um, it's, it started very difficultly, difficultly. It had a hard start um, because Paul just jumps right into what sin is and what it looks like and that we've, we've all got some and points to our desperate need for a savior. And then he, he tackles um, the idea of legalism and what that looks like. And um, we moved through that for quite a while. Last week in Romans 13, uh, he was talking about and writing about how Christians are to um, live uh, in context of culture and government and what that li- looks like. Um, this week, he's shifting that discussion, and uh, now he's going to talk about how Christians, uh, um, how believers are to conduct ourselves um, in, um, in, in living in Christian community with one another. And uh, so the, the obviously living, in, you know, how to live in, in the world is important, but now he's, he's going to really dig in and say, now, now we need to talk about living in the context of community. And so he's going to cover some of the things that we talked about when we were working through First and Second Corinthians together because there was a community that he really had to speak into about a lot of issues. So if you were with me through that season, um, some of these things you're going to hear again. Uh, but he's, he's going to address some ideas in community, the church. Um, the believing community is, is the church. And um, it's the environment where individual believers can develop into their full potential as the people of Jesus. 
Uh, and so that's a very important dynamic of one of the reasons why we're here is that we're, we're here to grow. Um, and um, it's also the, the believing community is to be a witness um, to the world of the love of God. And so because this is so important, um, Paul's going to speak into it. And it's, it's significant that, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's sad because the church overall um, oftentimes does not have a very good reputation um, in our culture any longer. And um, I, I think it's because, and I've told you this over and again, we got this, um, we missed it at some point, and we, we moved away from the love of God, and we just started becoming big finger pointers. And so the, the world's muted us, and um, uh, they've, they've secularized us. They pushed off in the weekend, and they kicked us out of pretty much of everything in society. I think, unfortunately... Society is suffering because of that without realizing it that that but when they started to exclude God it had a lot of negative ramifications over the years um, in the last 50 years in particular um, but at some level the church you know didn't help itself because we we forgot how to love well um, we forgot how to love one another well we forgot how to love the world well and we got we got caught up in a lot of stuff that that uh, just doesn't matter and so we've we've basically been pushed away and, um, you know, I, I say to you all the time, our, our only way back in is to start loving well again. The only way that, that we're going to get and have an impact on the world is to love well. And so that needs to be our priority, loving God and loving others. And, and it has to become the focus of our lives, not, um, you know, virtually everything else is not that important. That needs to become what we focus on so that we can get the mute button back off because, you know, we have the message of life. We haven't uh, presented it well, I'm afraid, but we have the message. We have the message the world needs to hear. It resides in us, in the church. And, and yet, if the people who need to hear it won't hear it because of us, then see, that's a whole nother, whole nother problem. And I hear about it all the time. People, you know, even when they... I was in a discussion with someone this week, and they were, they were having dinner with a person uh, here, here in, the, in the island, and um, they made sort of a, a, a not very nice remark about us. And uh, the person who was there comes here and says, well, I, I, I don't see that. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a really nice group. And, and then the response was, yeah, but they're Christians. And she actually cringed. Um, that's a tough one to overcome. You know, when someone feels like they got to do that, when they say Christian, what's happened? You, you know, I mean, that's what I want to go, who, what happened? Who, what, what's, what did someone do? Can we straighten that out? Um, and we may, we may not. But, but we have to love well, and we have to overcome. We have to get outside of ourselves a lot of time in order to love the world. It's our mission. It's our focus. It's what matters most. So Paul's going to address a few issues in, uh, in living in the context of community. Um, this Romans chapter 14. I'm going to read through that. There's uh, 23 verses. Yeah, and, uh, and so let's dig in, uh, beginning in verse 1. It should be in your notes. You can pick up a pew Bible if you want. If you brought your own Bibles, great. Follow along. Romans 14. This is out of the NIV. Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One man considers one day more sacred than another, another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. 
He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. He who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy your brother for whom Christ died. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but if it's wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble, uh, it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. And blessed be the word of the Lord. Pretty interesting dynamic going on. I, I started to smile to myself. I don't know if you noticed in the middle of that. I, I, I don't know how, 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 if that hits my face or not. But I was reading in there about all foods being you know, clean. Paul said, I think all food's clean. And I was thinking, I was on a missionary trip one time in Costa Rica. And uh, got invited into the pastor's home, which was a huge honor. I mean, it was huge. And, and uh, I was there, and, and the main course was monkey brain and some sort of gravy. And uh, I had to eat it. I just did that thing. Um, it did not taste like chicken. <laughs> I, that's what I had sort of hoped I had, that was going to happen when I ate it. Well, everything tastes like chicken. It'd be just like chicken. There's gravy on it. No. Um, but I had prayed, and so it all worked out. <laughs> that was a big step of faith. Anyway, that's not the issue. Um, so those first 13 verses then in uh, the 14th chapter of Romans are all about accepting one another and, and uh, accepting one another uh, in, in the context of our community. One of the things that causes problems in the environment of the believing community, we, we talked as we started about how important this environment is. It's the environment where we grow in the Lord, where we mature in the Lord, where we learn about what matters and what doesn't. Um, and, you know, at some level, we have to understand that conflict is a part of that um, because we learn a lot if we're open to the process. Um, but... Uh, one of the issues uh, and one of the big sort of situations that happens in the church is that we all feel differently about certain issues. Um, I'm not talking about matters that are clearly defined as sin uh, in Scripture. We're talking about issues which seem wrong to some believers and right to 
others. So all of us have, have different opinions on what a believer should and shouldn't do. And at the time Paul was writing this to the church in Rome, some thought it was Christian to be vegetarians, while others apparently liked a good steak. Um, some felt that Christians should observe special holy days, and others felt like all days are alike. The problem is that these differences of opinion often divide believers into subgroups, and then they take on an us-against-them mentality. And this causes and has caused throughout the history of the church division and disunity in the church. And, and these are, I'm not talking about clearly definable sin issues, I'm talking about what Paul calls disputable ones. Ones where we have an opinion on them, and they're not really clearly defined in Scripture as to being right or wrong. But because we all have um, our own way of perceiving things, we all have our own bias in everything that we do that's, that's been, um, that we've picked up over time. Who knows why and where, but we've all picked up our own, our own sort of ways of, of viewing things. If someone has taught us that we respect it, and we go, that sounds right. And so these things begin to change in our lives. But um, with that in mind... What Paul does in, in um, Romans 14 is he gives us some things that we're supposed to do in these situations in the context of community and things that we're not supposed to do in dealing with some of these issues. And so um, the bottom line is we're to be accepting. He starts with that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean we agree with what people are doing, but we're going to accept um, one another. We're, we're going to always try to be loving, accepting, and forgiving. Saying that though, being loving and accepting and forgiving does not mean that we're licensing sin. That's where some people go, oh wait. It means that, that um, we're trusting that Jesus, by the power of his spirit, will work in our lives and will ultimately convict us of the things that we shouldn't be doing. When the Holy Spirit um, is the one who kind of um, works in your life and changes you, you're changed. Um, when, when, you know, when you hear someone trying to speak into you in a way that's not loving or, um, or done appropriately, um, you're often going to not only not change, you're going you're gonna to partake of whatever that is even at a greater extent because no one's going to tell me what to do. Uh, uh, and you guys get that, right? You know the, the thing two-year-olds learn? I'll never forget, my, little, my, I'll never forget my daughter when she was two at some point threw the hand on the hip and said something to me and I went, oh no, no, there'll be none of that. <laughs> so, um, we have to trust ultimately that the Holy Spirit is involved in each and all of our lives in different places. That's, where, that's a bottom line thing, that, that God's involved, actively involved in the process of our sanctification, which means our change. And that um, we're at different spots in that and we, we, we think uh, differently about what's important and what's not important, but God is overall in charge of those things. And so we, we have to kind of hang on to that in the context of community in order to hang on to common unity at some level. Again, I'm not talking about clearly uh, defined um, sin issues. I'm talking about stuff that's not as clearly defined. Romans 14.1, accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. So, so that's how he starts us off. We're, we need to be accepting of one another um, in areas where we may not agree. 
Um, we need to be willing, Paul tells us, to examine and pray about where other people are coming from. Because um, oftentimes we'll, 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 have, we'll have our own sort of set thing and then we never review it. And I think that it's really good when, when you get someone else's point of view. I'm not saying that you have to change yours. You might be right. But you need to be willing to, to ex- at least think about it for a little while and process it and see where God would take you in it. And, um, and so you need to be open to process to find out where people are uh, and pray about it. Romans 14.5. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So it's about being fully convinced. And, and that means that you're, you take some time to look at it. When someone brings something to you, you take some time to think about it, pray about it. Um, not clearly defined sin issues on other things. Okay? And so we, we, have to be, we have to be willing to look at that and what that's about in the process. Um, We're responsible to Jesus as the Lord of our lives. We're living, you have to remember, we're living to please Him, and He has to be the focus of our life. Romans 4, 8. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. So again, this this helps us, I think, in, in remembering what's important and allows us to hang together in community. You see, community, we're here loving Jesus. That's what we have. That's the thing that we have in common. That, that's where we can actually anchor our common unity, our community, is that we're here because we love Jesus. And, and um, we, we know that uh, he tells us we need one another as we need him. And so we have that together. Regardless of some of these other little, other extra issues, we have that which holds us together. And, and so we all belong to him in the process. Because of that, then um, we're not to condemn people who disagree with us on opinions. And that's where we get in trouble a lot of times, is that if someone disagrees with us, we can't seem to leave it at that, then we have to go after, and either, for whatever reason, prove that we're wrong, uh, or, or, you know, prove that we're right or prove that they're wrong or, you know, that they, we can't believe they have that sort of opinion. Sometimes people are just going to have opinions you don't agree with. That's just part of the deal. You're going to have opinions other people don't agree with. And so um, Romans 14.3 says, The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. I think it's funny that 2,000 years later we still have the whole... The vegetarian, non-vegetarian thing. And some people can get really heated over that. And really, it's all good. Whatever's good. If, you, if you're e- eating vegetarian and it works for you and you're happy, good. Um, if, if you're eating a nice big steak and it works for you, good. Um, but, but don't think that the... You know what I mean? And it's hard not to... But I think it's a perfect thing for uh, looking at as to where you're at on either side of that issue, how you feel about the other, other side of that issue is a perfect thing for all these little issues. You know, if you're a vegetarian, you think people that eat meat are like, Bleh. and if you eat meat and you look at veggie and you go, you know, I like a salad every now and again, but, but seriously. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not saying where I come down on the issue. Just don't give me tofu. It has no flavor. But it is better than monkey brain. So if you're looking for comparisons, eat tofu and then go, ew, really? You have to eat something worse than that. Okay, so, but I wouldn't look down on you if you enjoyed tofu. I honestly wouldn't. (laughs) They take tofu, so, no, I shouldn't say anything. Never mind. Shape it into looking like other things to try and fool you. (laughs) 
yeah, it, it looks right. It looks like a meatloaf. <laughs> but it's missing meat. It's loaf. See, I get in trouble. You know, he's really judging. But what we do is, I don't, see, to me, it's a, I don't care. It's, it's good. If you're, if you're good, if you're, you're you know, if that's what, if that's your focus and you enjoy that and, and it's healthy for you and, and, I mean, it's good. It's a, it should be a non-issue. It should not divide us. We should be able to just go, okay, whatever, uh, in, in that sort of issue. Um, and so, uh, again, Romans, uh, so we don't look down on people and then um, we're, we're also um, not to consider them less spiritual than we are. That's a tough one too. So a lot of times when we think we've got it figured out, and people who don't see it the way we do, we have a tendency just to think of them as less spiritual. And the moment you do that, you start treating them differently. And they get it right away. And we always have to be, you know, sort of dealing with the idea that we could be completely wrong. Um, and, you know, to back that up, have you ever in your life, even as a believer, have you changed your ideas on things over time? I have. Not on the main stuff, but there's a lot of little stuff I've changed my mind. So then I have to always go to myself, well, you know, on some of these things, I, I could be I need to change my mind every now and again. So somebody else, you get that, that treating someone as, as less spiritual um, is haughty and prideful, and we're not supposed to do it, and it causes tremendous division and disunity. So uh, we're not to look down on people. Um, we're also not to judge them at all on disputable matters. So, so when it comes to this idea of opinions, we're not to be judging one another. Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. So those are things that we're supposed to do and not to do in that context. The rest of the chapter, um, 13 through 23, um, talks about something we talked about last uh, Sunday, which is about the idea of selflessness. Selflessness. And Paul says because... The community is so important to us um, to grow, and it's so important in the way that it affects our witness in the world, um, we need to understand that we need to be willing to do whatever we can on our part to, um, to bless the community of, of believers in Christ. And so um, we need to be willing to sacrifice sometimes some of these sort of held opinions um, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Paul's very clear. Nothing, unless it's clearly identified as sin in Scripture, is in effect unclean or wrong in itself. Um, but it's also not more important than your brother and sister of Christ. Do you get that? See, it's not. What's most important is loving God and loving others. Where we come in that is, is less important in the process. And so we need to be very careful with how we process that. Um, he, he gives uh, two really good ideas for working this idea out in the context of community. Romans fourteen nineteen. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So wherever we can, we need to um, be peacemakers. Uh, remember Jesus said that blessed are the peacemakers for they'll be called the sons of God. When we understand what really matters and what's important, um, then it, there'll be times when we can put down what, what we believe, you know, is, well, I'm, it's okay for me. It could very well be okay for you. But if it's not okay for somebody else, maybe you, you, sh you should not pursue it on the, on the grounds that it's okay for you. Um, because it's not as important as your brother and sister in Christ. That we have to be very aware of. And then um, he says this too, I love this. This is one of my favorite, Romans 14, 22a. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. 
Isn't that great? Some things really are, sometimes we, we just feel like we have to express our opinions all the time. Really on some things, we just don't need to. We just, if it's not life and death sort of stuff, some things are between you and God. And maybe you're extremely comfortable with it. If it's not clearly sin in the scripture, then good. And, and so maybe you just keep that opinion yourself. We don't, we don't have to, t- you know, it doesn't have to all be out there. What we're okay with and what we're, you know, it's, it's, it's all different for people. And it needs to be that. We, we don't always have to let everyone know about our opinions. That, and, and neither do they need to let us know all their opinions. Sometimes, you know, we're um, in the context of community. Um, we're, we're just supposed to love people where they're at and... Uh, and pray that the Holy Spirit will um, work on both of us to get us to the right thing. See, that's what it needs to be. Not, oh, you know, because see, this is condescending. Well, yeah, they, you know, they're obviously wrong, and, and then when they're as spiritual as me, they'll figure it out. Um, that's not the attitude I'm talking about. I'm talking about the attitude we have a disagreement, and we're going to love each other and allow the Spirit of God to work on both of our hearts. We'll be open to listening to Him to see, you know, what's really what we're supposed to be doing in this respect. And that's how we live in community. I'm going to finish there for today. If you're watching on video or on television, thank you so much for spending these moments with us. We appreciate you doing that. We know how valuable your time is. And uh, so for all of you that are tuning in to the television programs and the webcasts and watching it on video, thank you. And uh, we look forward to you uh, checking us back out again with our next message. So we'll, uh, if you need anything, you can go to our website at keysvineyard.com and, and hit the contact page and we will pray for you. Okay? All right.